BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Artichoke Podcast. Uh, I look like I am part of the Detroit Lions street team right now. Because, of course, as we celebrated Christmas a day late at the Eric Zancho podcast household, of course, I was uh, lucky enough to be given Lions gear for Christmas. So you got the Honolulu blue hoodie which I just like the way this thing fits. But here's the deal on it. First time chatter. Becca Shea. Welcome. I like the way this fits, but I have to be very careful because uh, I am at maximum uh, girth right now. Well, no, I, I take it back. It could get plenty bigger. And I don't, I can't grow much more. And if I grow much more, this is not going to fit. However, I can make it fit better. This is incentive to try to lose the belly fat, which is at an all-time high. Shit. Uh, The Detroit Lions hat, nice, beautiful Honolulu blue to go with the black one I have. I'm feeling good about that. Over my shoulder, you will notice the new artwork. That is a canvas of the Blues Brothers uh, from the film, the Blues Brothers, when they were doing their little concert at the Palace Hotel Ballroom. They would, uh, you know, spread them around town. Tonight only, the Blues Brothers, Palace Hotel Ballroom. How much do they charge? $2 cover charge from that famous film. I love it. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. So that is the actual movie poster that they used in the film made into a canvas. That was a Christmas gift. In addition to the hoodie, in addition to the hat, I also got a Red Wings hoodie, which you will see in the days and weeks that follow. And a Red Wings hat, a new Red Wings hat. So I am, I am, uh, ex- you know, I needed new gear, frankly. Uh, this is all work attire for the Eric Zane Show podcast. I got a new pair of sweatpants, which is perfect because that's what I wear around the house all the time. 
The only time I really wear pants is when I do an athletic event. Like uh, Griffin's game or a Grand Rapids gold game. Outside of that, I just don't wear pants. It was so crazy that when I saw um, uh, Terry at the Great Food Giveaway, he goes, oh, yeah, I see you're wearing sweatpants. Yeah, absolutely, that's all I wear. But this is probably my favorite. Okay, they're already coated in dog hair because that's how we are at this household with four dogs. These freaking slippers. Jesus, are these fantastic. They're unlike any pair of slippers I've ever put on in my life. You put these fucking things on, and I swear to God, this is this is what you can look forward to when you get old. You look forward to shit like this. Uh, Dina lives, or Dina lives. D e it's a, it's like someone's name is the name of the company. Dina D e n a. And then L-I-V-E-S. But I don't know if it's Dina Lives or Dina Lives. Is the company called Dina Lives? Like she died? And then they named the company Dina Lives like that? Or is it Dina Lives? I don't know. So um, they make these with memory foam. And um, son of a bitch. Ultra high grade memory foam. You put your foot inside of these fucking things and every step they go back to their original shape. So if I put my foot down, it's like I'm stepping on memory foam, which is just glorious. And then you lift the foot up while your other foot is stepping and then it goes back to shape and you step again and it's another fantastic step. I was like, what the fuck? This is incredible. This high-grade memory foam slows recovery time and its sensitivity to both weight and temperature, giving it a delayed resiliency and allows it to conform very closely to the shape of your feet. Yeah, this, is, this is shit that you look forward to when you're old. Hang on a second. Fuck it! Getting weird noises already. Uh, so, hello. This is a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures each and every day of the work week. So, um, we had a family Christmas extravaganza at the Eric Zane Show podcast household. Di- okay, you have so many people. You have Eric, Diana, Madison, Madison's boyfriend, Ash, Jackie and Justin, Jim, Aubrey, my grandkids, Rowan and Grayson. That's a lot. Four, five, six, seven, eight, and Kevin. Nine, 10, 11 people, I think. Yeah. And so all of these gifts under the tree yesterday. And Diana says, all right. Now she has a method, uh, she a, a way that she does it. And she like, okay, first person, she grabs a gift, gives it to him. You have to open it. And uh, so... I'm realizing as I have food cooking because I have to feed these people that is like, oh, this is going to take a minimum of nine hours because after she does that, she gives, you know, to the next person, she has to find 
Um, she can't like give repeat gifts. The way she's doing this is uh, everybody has to get one and then everybody gets their second gift. So she's like kind of searching for them. And then she goes, okay, time out. I need to make piles of everybody's gifts and just give them out like uh, one at a time so that they're in order. And everyone's like, fuck. And then I go, you know, just grab and give. We're going to be here all day. So she did not want to do that, but everybody was kind of like, come on, man, this is just going to take too damn long. And so then I, I'm given a gift and this was a bummer because, um, she wanted me to get this one particular gift last. So I get the damn thing and I open it up and it is Detroit lions related. Okay. Now you need to understand. Some of you may, I've, the only way some of you will have heard of this football player is because I've mentioned it on this show. Okay, but when I was 10 years old, Billy Sims was the shit. Okay? This motherfucker used to run and then kick him in the face. Like there was a moment in time when he jumped up and some defender was going to tackle him and he, he does a karate kick right to the guy's face. And the guy goes flying and then he runs, you know, it's crazy. And, uh, that was my introduction to Detroit Lions football. This, this wild ass son of a bitch who gets the ball. And every time he gets the ball, he rushes for like 80 yards. And I was like, this is so exciting. And it was, I was forever hooked. And then he only played for like four years and then he destroyed his knee. Now this is back at a time when if you hurt yourself, you know, if you just, even the slightest injury to a, to a thing like your knee, your career is in jeopardy because they didn't have the medical capabilities to like uh, repair people. Uh, and so his career ended. And uh, if he had been injured, like in, like with the technology we have today, he would have resumed his career, no problem. And oh, I was so upset, man, when Billy Sims had to retire. And I was, I was, I had him all over my room, posters and shit. I remember one time I got so pissed off uh, when I was 10 years old walking through Farmer Jack grocery store and they had like a, a fucking uh, box full of Billy Sims posters with his, his, his arms over his head and it said Detroit's Billy on the poster. For some reason, that's what they called Detroit's Billy. And someone crossed out Billy and wrote Fumbler because he had a tendency to cough it up. And I was so pissed off in that store when I saw that shit. I was like, what kind of fucking, what a disrespectful thing to do. Some son of a bitch uh, uh, bashing Billy Sims. Fuck you. So that was also the start of my Lions heartbreak. That uh, year, the team went nine and seven. And they did not make the playoffs because of a crazy fucking Tommy Kramer touchdown pass. Uh, like a Hail Mary against the Cleveland Browns. Brian Sipe and the Cleveland Browns motherfucker uh, 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 propelled the light, kicked the Lions out of the playoffs with that play. Fuck you. Some of you are like, my God, these old names. I haven't heard these names forever. Uh, Tommy Kramer, by the way, he fucking used to play drunk for the Minnesota Vikings. He used to get shit-faced and then take the field. Might even still be around. I don't know. Um, so anyway, 
I open up this box and it says it's, it's a Billy Sims Jersey. Okay. Now this is like the best gift she got me. And she's like, Oh no, I wanted you to open that last. I'm like, I will. I'm like, Holy shit. A Billy Sims Jersey. And then I realized I'm not going to be wearing this Jersey because as I lift it up, he signed it. Billy Sims signed it. Billy Sims 20, number 20. And then what else did he write on it? Um, 1978 Heisman Trophy. And then at the bottom, this is all in the numbers, 2-0. In fact, I should probably go get it. Uh, he wrote R-O-Y, Rookie of Year. Um, yeah, I'm going to go get it. Hang on. I'll be right back. All right, I'm back. Kuypers, Kevin Kuyper says, I met Billy Sims at a Griffins game. Really? They they had, I didn't know they had Billy Sims. It couldn't have been when I was there. Tim says, I've never heard of Billy Sims. Yeah, it was, he didn't last long. Had he remained healthy, man, he would be a Hall of Famer for sure. He was just a fucking beast. All right. This is it, man. Look at your little certificate of authenticity. There's like a number on it that corresponds with the number on the fucking thing. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I realize that I will not be wearing this jersey. Uh, and it's it's the old school style of Lions jersey. It's not a new. Um, this is the way their jerseys used to look. They were pretty simple. Just a few stripes on the sleeves. And then uh, you flip it over. And then on the back, there it is. Sims. And then his uh, his signature's there on the damn thing. So I'm like, well, I, I'm not going to wear this, obviously. So now you got to get the fucking thing framed. And uh, I think I, I occasionally, you know, you go to a sports bar and you see a jersey framed. And it's 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 uh, um, folded a particular way. That's what's going to happen to this thing. Oh my god! I'm gonna hang it up right on the wall here. Holy shit! Fantastic. Uh, Sam the Jew says, "I like your Sanders jersey." No, 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 no. Uh, the the first number twenty. In fact. Uh, uh, Billy Sims gave, he said, Barry, I want you to wear number 20. Um, Billy Sims went to Oklahoma and, um, Barry Sanders dad is the biggest Oklahoma fan ever. He knows every running back that's ever played at Oklahoma. Uh, Barry Sanders' dad. I don't know if he's still around. But uh, when Barry Sanders was growing up in Oklahoma, um, he decided to go to Oklahoma State, and his dad's like, oh, what the fuck? How could you possibly go to Oklahoma State, you asshole? He ends up going to Oklahoma State, but uh, when he gets drafted by the Lions and Billy Sims is long since retired, he, he says to Barry, he goes, uh, 
Oh, I guess it was brought up. Do you want to have number 20? Uh, I guess his dad is dead. And uh, then Billy Sims says, you got to take number 20. Your dad would love that. I uh, see that uh, Cole wrote Billy Sims barbecue. He's got restaurants. Yeah, that is true. Billy Sims uh, ended up becoming famous for barbecue. He's got fucking restaurants all over the place. So, um, we just had a hell of a time. So my grandkids come over, everybody's in the house and I am preparing dinner. All right. And, uh, we've got the ham going and then we've got Diana says, we need the cheesy potatoes. And I go, all right, I'm all about it. I love the cheesy potatoes. Except she goes, they only have cubed hash browns at the store. Now, I don't know about this until it's time to make them. Now, there is no way in hell that cubed hash browns are acceptable with cheesy potatoes. They just aren't. You can't have it. It doesn't work that way. She says, well, we, they didn't have any shredded potatoes. And I go, do we have actual potatoes in the house? And she says, yes. I go, well, then that's what we're going to use. Now, I don't know about you. If you've ever uh, done shredded potatoes, you've got seconds after you shred them before they turn shit brown. They actually turn the color or uh, grayish. And sometimes they turn gray. Sometimes they, they turn like a like a weird orange. Sam knows where I'm going with this. As he jumps all over my story and fucks everything up. Sam, how many times on this show have I lectured people about not looking into your listener crystal ball and putting in your two cents because odds are I'm probably going to say it. So when you write, got to shred your own potatoes, the key is to get those potatoes into ice water ASAP. When you're trying to make, give us uh, the knowledge that you have and impress us, do you think maybe I could do it on the Eric Zane show? I don't think it's the Sam the Jew show. Okay? Are they here to listen to Sam? F- yes, you're getting banned. You're calling for a ban. I'm giving you a ban. Oh, wait a minute. I don't want to ban you. No, I didn't ban you. I just gave you a timeout. There you go. That's a first. Ten minutes. Eat that. Amanda, she's been asking for one. She says, in all fair fairness, I didn't hear him. Yeah, you know what? You're warned. 
I'm like, it's okay. They're not going to turn brown because I'm going to do what Sam told us all to do and get those fucking things in cold water fast. And not only do you have to get them in cold water, but once you get them in cold water, okay, let's say you shred four potatoes, put it right in there. All that starch is going to be floating around. Drain it. Put it in the uh, strainer, the colander. Dump it all out. Rinse more. Whip them around. Get them back in the bowl. Fill up the bowl with fresh water. That's how you roll. Get all that shit in there. And then, and then. Okay, so it's time to get this concoction whipped up. Cream of chicken soup. Two cups of sour cream. Tablespoon of garlic salt. That was a little salty. I might even back off of that. Two cups of shredded cheddar. Now, when you put the freaking potatoes in there, you have to do something because they've been in water. You have to lay out paper towel, uh, drop handfuls of the shredded potatoes on there, get another thing of paper towel and pat those fuckers down because if they're sopping wet like that, it just, it makes it kind of like a slosh fest in there and you don't want that. You've been warming up that oven 350 degrees. Okay, drop those potatoes in there, wooden spoon, mix it all up into the baking dish, boom, into the oven, 45 minutes to an hour. Fantastic. Now, I did not peel the potatoes. See, every little brown action in there. And people go, what's that? Cheesy potatoes. Why is there brown bits? Skid on. Oh, just try them. Now, here's the thing. I did not, when I got done with these, when I pulled them out of the oven and, uh, set them out to eat. I didn't take a sample because I am so convinced that they're fantastic. They just looked fantastic. Everybody dished up. And man, again, absolute success. Fantastic. The ham was perfect. The asparagus was perfect. Everything was perfect. Everybody packed at the dinner table. It was a sight to behold. My God. Uh, Tim. Tim has taken Zeke to the doctor again. I hope all is well. Megan says she's praying for your little dude. Megan beat my ass yesterday. I had uh, Megan. Oh, man. She watched the Patreon and was so pissed off at me. And I was like, uh-oh. I pissed off the boss. This is not good. Oh, man. I had a, I after the conversation was done, she's like, what the fuck? And she was bitching at me because she didn't like me doing any fat shaming. And I was like, yeah, you're right. She goes, you're so much more smart. You're, you're smarter than that, Eric Zane. No more fat shaming. No more fat shaming people. Now, look, I agree with you. But there are times when fat shaming is warranted. And it's when someone is being a super big asshole. 
No, I can't. There's, there's not one time that I can do any fat shaming. I think we have mixed opinions on that in the audience. Fat shaming can be fun. There is some fun in fat shaming. I have to disagree with you. There are some times that fat shaming is important. I fat shame me. What if someone is a total asshole and deserves to be fat shamed? I mean, like if it's just some guy walking down the street and is not hurting anybody, no. But what if it's some guy who's uh, uh, sexually molesting a puppy? If I said, look at this fat fuck sexually molesting a puppy, that would be okay, would it not? Are you telling me I, I can't call that guy a fat fuck? I think I know what you mean. I got to kind of, you know. She says, then you kick his ass. Well, yeah, I'm kicking my ass. I'm kicking his ass with uh, words. Uh, Cheeky Tickle is new. First time chat from Cheeky Tickle. Welcome to you. Amanda says, Eric, you can fat shame me anytime. I know what I need to do. I just never do it. And you know what? I'm there with you, Amanda. Okay. I am. I am the biggest I ever have been. I wouldn't be surprised if I'm knocking on the door of 200 bills. Wouldn't surprise me. I am too. I am too afraid to even get on the scale right now. I can't do it. Okay. Um, it was great because, uh, you know, having my grandkids over and, um, everybody over, it's just awesome. Good time. Loved it. Jumping around. Brandis says, nope, disagree with fat shaming. Look, are you telling me fat shaming? Not okay. Intelligent shaming. Okay. You guys can't have your cake and eat it too on this show. I mean, my God, I'm usually fair in the things that I attack. It's for the right reasons. I wouldn't dare fat shame someone who's sweet and kind and loving. No, I would never do that. I only do it when I need to lash out at someone. How is that not okay? I don't understand. Well, I'll let you guys fight it out because there seems to be a struggle in the audience. Megan says, you really want to talk about it? No, no, no. I got beat up yesterday. It's fine. I love you. Brandis says, you can do what you want. I've never stopped listening because of your fat shaming. I just don't agree with it. All right. All right. We have a puppy pile on the couch right now. Daisy's up to something. Bruce is kind of like cut out of the shot. Uh, so is O'Neal. 
So happy with how it went with the Christmas extravaganza yesterday, though. Thank you. All right. This show happens each and every day on uh, Twitch, twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. Right now for the audience on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, I'm going to kick you out. But if you would, if you want the rest of the show as it happens live, you have to go to twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. Follow, subscribe, all that fun stuff, and then you are good to go. But I will say goodbye to you now. Have a great day. Also, keep in mind that the uh, audio podcast is available for download wherever you download shows. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, on all of those. And then you can enjoy the show as it happens uh, in the recorded form, on-demand audio. Send me an email on the Shoreliner Striping inbox as well. Thank you. Twitch and Facebook brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. Twitter brought to you by Blue Frost IT and YouTube brought to you by Frank Fuss, my policy shop insurance. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Megan says, has that Blues Brothers thing always been on the wall? No. As I was saying to start the show, I was a Christmas gift, a canvas that I just got, and I just put it up. All right. Cheeky Tickle says, I'm really confused. Of, or why? Why? Why in the world would, why in the world would you be confused? There's nothing to be confused about. You're doing just fine. There is a new M. Night Shyamalan movie coming out that I am excited about. I just saw the preview for it, the trailer. And um, I don't know about you, but very few of his movies, well, every movie that I've seen of his, I've liked. And I don't know what the deal is, but uh, it seems like a lot of people dog his movies. There's a movie that came out a number of years ago called The Village. And man, I freaking loved that movie. And everybody gave that movie shit. And I was like, you have got to be kidding me. His movies are known for an amazing twist that happens. Usually in every single one of them. 
And I, I, I can't lie. I haven't seen every one of his movies. But uh, there's a handful of uh, filmmakers that, oh, man, I just. Shyamalan is one of them. Scorsese. Uh, Kubrick. Tarantino. I've seen, uh, okay, The Village, Sixth Sense, which is the one where he made all the, his mark, and then everybody's like, oh, my God. And then his next movie, it, it kind of let people down. Oh, Christopher Nolan, thank you, Tyler. Um, it kind of uh, let everybody down. I don't know why, and I don't even know what his follow-up. He did, um, uh, uh, didn't he do the fucking movie where... Um, uh, Samuel, oh, he did the Unbreakable movie, all right? And uh, that was the one with uh, Bruce Willis. Oh, my God. And then he also did uh, one with um, uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Was it called Glass? Was he? Did he make Glass? I, I don't know. I know it's all in the same kind of like story time frame. Unbreakable was the shit. When he was bench pressing, that scene when Bruce Willis is bench pressing, he goes, put it all on. Oh, my God. It's great. I fucking love that movie. Signs. Awesome. Inception was uh, Christopher Nolan. There was a movie that came out by Christopher Nolan. Um, God, what the fuck was that called that I still don't understand Christopher Nolan movies Tenet oh fucking burn my brain out I I I uh you know it's like he made Inception and he said, all right, I pretty much fried everybody's brain with that. I'm going to fry I'm going to fry it even more with Interstellar. And I was able to kind of uh, hang on to the storyline with each of those Inception and Interstellar. Dunkirk. Oh, great. But Tenet. Dude. I was so fucking lost in that movie. I didn't know what the fuck happened there. The Dark Knight, awesome. Uh, let's see. Uh, Oppenheimer is coming out in 2023. Memento, I think, was uh, his first film. And that was also fucked up, but excellent. The Dark Knight Rises, 2012. Batman Begins, 2005. The Prestige. You must see this movie. I've seen all these fucking films. He made The Man of Steel in 2013. I did not know that. I think that might have sucked. I got to see this Insomnia, though. It looks pretty good. So I've pretty much seen all of his movies. In fact, I have seen all of his movies except for Insomnia and uh, Man of Steel. Maybe I saw Man of Steel. I just don't remember. I don't know. But anyway, Shyamalan, fucking great.
Um, let's see. M. Night Shyamalan movies. The Visit. Haven't seen that. Is that old? Wait, The Visit is from 2015. No idea. Old, no idea. That's 2021. The Village, yes. Split. Shyamalan did Split. That was a great movie. Lady in the Water, never saw it. The Happening. With uh, 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 the fucking dude who was in New Kids on the Block. I think. I did not see Glass. After Earth, did not see that. Signs, yes. Last Airbender, no. Devil, no. Unbreakable, yes. Wide Awake, 1998, looks stupid. Sixth Sense, she's all that. He made she's all that. He made Stuart Little. Come on. That can't be right. He didn't make Stuart Little, you assholes. Who the fuck said that? Uh, he he did he didn't do uh, she's all that either. He did praying with anger, wide awake, six cents, unbreakable. <laughs> she's all that. Signs the village, lady in the water, happening, last airbender, after earth, the visit, split, glass, old, and knock at the cabin. This latest film, um, these two gay dudes and their kid uh, go to a cabin in the woods for a little trip little vacation and then dave batista and uh ron from harry potter and a couple other dudes show up and i think they're aliens and they say to them hey uh you can't leave the cabin and one of you has to commit to uh sacrificing your life and every time you say no a major catastrophe is going to happen on earth and millions of lives are going to be lost. So that's the dilemma. That's all I know about this fucking movie. And then of course there's a twist. All right. Audio check, video check. Let's get into the trailer for knock at the cabin. M night Shyamalan. Hi there. Look, there's Dave Batista. He says, can I talk to you for a little bit? For a little bit. There's Ron! Right now, there were four of them. What did we say? You shouldn't make things up when we're talking about... Can you open the door, please? Uh-oh. They're breaking in! Fuck us, you baby. I'm not here to hurt you, but you have to stay here in the cabin with us. Families through. All I hear is Drax the Destroyer whenever uh, Dave Batista talks. Remember that time in Guardians uh, Guardians of the Galaxy when he called the green chick a whore? <laughs> You've been chosen to make this decision. Your family must choose to willingly sacrifice one of the three of you to prevent the apocalypse. We're not sacrificing anyone. For every no you give us. I'd be like, take the kid. I can get another one. I clearly adopted this one. Hundreds of thousands of people are going to die. 
So here you go. They, they said no, and now you see the tidal wave killing all these people. It's really happening. Close your eyes. That's awesome. Will you make a choice? I told you, take the little Asian kid. We can get another one. You have to somehow trust us. We're normal people just like you. It doesn't matter. None of us believe you. We will never choose anyone. the rule is that no one's allowed to leave until you choose do you really think it's all just a coincidence i have to believe that my son is all right this movie might be shitty He's gonna die his name is charlie as a mother i am begging you you're the only one who can stop this andrew i saw something there was something in the light and i feel it now An airplane's going down. We've been given the chance to decide the fate of everyone. Time's running out on the world. I'm scared. There is nothing more flawed and perfect in this world than our family. Please make a choice. Always together. Always together. I will ask for the last time. Will you make a choice? will see it if i remember maybe i still haven't seen the new avatar movie i love that first avatar movie for fuck's sake hmm uh zane you would enjoy servant it is a series Batista looks like the serial killer. All right, we shall see. Ryan says, hell yeah, I'd check that out. You should check out the trailer for 65. I don't know what that is. Well, there you go. I'm kind of excited about that film because it's M. Night Shyamalan. And everybody gives him shit. And he says, fuck you. I'm just going to keep making movies. All right. So I don't know if you're familiar with um, the uh, pop singer Janae Iko. Janae Iko's dad is 78-year-old pediatrician Dr. Karamo Chalambo uh, he just became a grandfather uh, when she gave birth Janae Iko's 78 year old dad became a grandpa again 
He also became a dad again to his eighth child. <laughs> and this is fucking gross. Jesus. Um, this is this is the dude here who looks su- surprisingly like Stu McAllister. I mean, seriously, he's tall and lanky and uh, he dresses like he's a child for fuck's sake. Well, I shouldn't say that because he's wearing an Adidas tracksuit and I love those, but I'm not 78 fucking years old. This is the baby, this adorable baby. Uh, it will, will never, will never ever, it's, uh, will never ever see his, his grandpa or father because he's 78 fucking years old. Here he is with the mom. Come on, man. Why do people do this? I don't, I don't, I don't understand it. I, um, you know, you, when you think about it, such an arrogant, egotistical, selfish thing to do to become a dad at an advanced age like that. I mean, you realize you are on borrowed time at that point. And, uh, yeah, uh, this person, Cheeky Tickle, says egotistical. Well, yeah, it's just your ego that's doing that. It's your ego that's driving you to that and your own selfishness. 78 years old, you're looking at a lifespan of what? A handful of years remaining? Right about that time, the kid's going to start having his first memory of his father. He's going to walk up to you. When you're on your, when you're in hospice care, that's fucking stupid. And that's what the kid has to live with. I don't know. I, uh, I, if you have a child, it might be a good idea to like, um, you know, anticipate the child seeing you beyond it's it, the child's young years when you can traumatize the kid with your loss. Fucking a. My son-in-law, he lost his uh, uh, father at a very, very young age, like seven years old. And that, that fucked him up, you know? Who the fuck wants to deal with that shit? Thanks, Dad, for having me at 78 years old, you asshole. It is so stupid. Uh, Janae Eichel's father, Dr. Cromo Chalambo, welcomed his ninth baby, I should say, at age 78. The wife, uh, yeah, someone said she looks like she's about 14. Maybe. She's very, very young. That's gross. So that means that this 14-year-old child that Dr. Karamo Chalambo is married to is the stepmother to Janae Iko, who's in her 30s. Dr. Karamo Chalambo, wife age. I need to find that out.
quick glance, it doesn't show me. He's here. He captioned a he captioned a video featuring Bible verses alongside photos of the newborn. Just say Miyagi. Kid's name is Miyagi. Like wax on, wax off, Miyagi. Chalambo told his followers in July he was expecting a baby boy with his partner by posting a video of their gender reveal results. That was the picture where he looks like Stu McAllister. I, uh, Ico commented her congratulations on their social media on the social media upload alongside a blue heart emoji. Uh, can't wait to see you and hold you, son. S U N slash son. Supreme love to all. You know, I don't know what it is about people that are this age that just don't dress appropriately, but they really piss me off. Look at him here. He needs to be in a home. Okay? This is ridiculous. I 78 people that are 78 years old should not be dressed like this. This, this is ridiculous. Uh, here is um, his daughter and her husband. Look, he's got the tiger's hat. Nice. That's Big Sean, I believe. That is ridiculous. 78 years old and having a baby. I don't know, man. I mean, seriously. Why the fuck? There should be some kind of law that makes it so that when you hit a certain age, um, you should not be able to have children. And then this person who cut the cheese says people who are 80 should not be the president of the United States. Yeah, I kind of agree with that too. You can't be that you can't have kids. You can't drive and you cannot be the president of the United States. These are all things that need to be unpacked and presented to the world. All right. You know, this whole land of the free home of the brave shit. Sometimes we take way too many liberties with that. I think we need to make it a little less free in the United States in order to help us as a society. Uh, The elderly should have to pass a monthly exam to make sure that they are able to operate a motor vehicle safely monthly. Uh, after a certain age, you cannot have kids. I don't know what that age would be. I would say, okay, if you have a kid at 50. Yeah, I, I guess so. But 52, okay, 55. Maybe. Most women can't have a baby at 55, though. They're, it's, it's, it's hard on a woman to have a baby. It's not hard on a dude to have a baby because he just has to have, you know. He doesn't really do any of the heavy lifting. She does everything. So I think at that point, you're pushing it. So monthly driving exams, there's a certain point that you cannot have kids. And uh, for God's sake, if you get to be too old, you cannot be president. I would say you can only be president up to age 
70. 80, too much. You run a real risk there. We need to take care of our elderly people in this country. I cannot imagine a 78-year-old guy like this idiot. Uh, you know, when you're a young person, taking care of a child is incredibly hard. And you know this guy's just some rich fuck. who no, He doesn't do any degree of taking care of the kids. He just runs around like an asshole and does whatever the fuck he wants, dresses stupid, uh, and, and doesn't actually do any taking care of the kids. Anyone who's ever taking, uh, who's taking care of kids would never, ever want nine kids, let alone having a new one at age 78. Okay. If you have nine kids and you've actually taken care of those kids and raised them, you're not going to live to 78. They will kill you. Okay. That's a fact. Ryan says average retirement age in America is 65. No reason to have a president older than that. Speaking of uh, Ryan, uh, Ryan W. to start the show, when I was talking about being a fat ass, wrote, I need to lose a shit ton of weight too. Same on the belly fat. And you did one of the things that annoys the shit out of me. You put two O's in the word lose. You spelled out loose. That needs to stop. I I mean, I, I tell you what. Every time I see someone who on a post instead of writing lose writes loose. I don't, I, I really don't want to be friends with them. It's so bad. So, you know, I, Jesus. Ryan writes, give me a timeout. So I'm curious, Ryan, Earlier in the show, your handle was uh, your first and last name. And now it's different. What the hell happened? Rick from TC Paintball weighs in with F. I hate that. I'm with you, Rick. And if you, now I'm trusting you that you do not do this. Okay. Rick, if you did this, oh my God. It's going to be hell to pay if I find out that you do that, Rick. Rick says, I'm not a looser. L-O-O-S-E-R. Yeah. Fuck. Okay. After this show is done, there is the Patreon Ad-free, listener-supported Patreon. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Coming up today at 10.30. Smarter than a former drug dealer trivia happens live for Tier 2 members. Taking on a dude named Matt. 
Matt and Dale will be playing each other in trivia for a $25 cash prize. Uh, Rainbow Flag Jeremy won two weeks ago. He took home the cash prize of $150. That's the highest it's ever been. We'll go at it again today. The jackpot resets. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane for 11 bonus episodes a week. P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Okay. Ad-free, listener-supported. It's like public radio for idiots. Thank you to Frank Fuss, My Policy Shop Insurance. If you are self-employed or your boss does not offer insurance or you are between jobs, please consider reaching out to Frank Fuss. He's going to help you uh, with the website healthcare.gov or Obamacare or the marketplace, whatever you refer to it as. That's how Americans get health insurance these days. If you lose your job and the boss says, here you go, here, here's your COBRA. You can sign up for COBRA. It's only going to cost you $15,000 a day to be insured. Say, no, thanks. You keep it. I'm going to healthcare.gov. Americans who do not have access to health insurance from an employer, that's how Americans get insurance. The government pays for a lot of the premium per month. You pay for some of the premium per month. Uh, if you do pass a certain threshold of income, you then have to pay that back. But for most people, the government pays for it with a tax subsidy. So you pay some of it, they pay a lot of it each month for the premium. Similar to when you like have health care with an employer and you have to pay for a little bit of the health care, that's how it is with healthcare.gov. But the difference is at healthcare.gov, you get to choose what policy you want. When you have to use employee, uh, employer-offered insurance, you have to use the policy that the employer has. You get one choice. Not so when you get insurance on the marketplace. Anyway, I know this is a lot of information, but if you need are getting insurance that way, uh, have Frank Fuss help you. It's free. 616-914-4070. That number again slowly. 616 616- Nine one four four zero seven zero for my policy shop insurance. Okay. If you have a heating and cooling issue or a need, there is one person, one team in West Michigan. I want you to call a and E heating and cooling Joe Martinez and his crew. Six one six five one six eighty five seventy nine. Number one in West Michigan, 616-516-8579, aeheatingcooling.net. In Middleville, Michigan, along M37, is M37 Hackers, West Michigan's newest golf simulator headquarters. Okay, um, like X-Golf, but not overpriced is a great way to describe it. Okay, X-Golf, 60 bucks to rent for an hour. M37 Hackers, 40 bucks. Oh, no, Jesus, 40 bucks. 40 bucks, 269-205-2095. 
fact. Um, M37hackers.com. Boy, I'm underprepared here. Aha! If you look on their Facebook page, all you have to do is look up M37 Hackers on Facebook. You'll be able to find them. And uh, that this is West Michigan's newest golf simulation headquarters. And so much fun to be able to play several rounds of golf on a golf simulator. Perfect for when the uh, weather sucks. M37 Hackers, thank you so much for being part of this show. All right. Don't go anywhere. Your old pal Eric Zanus, go tinkle. I will be right back. All right. I was uh, talking with you yesterday about, hey, um, I am uh, several hours into eating clean. So how did I fare for the rest of the day? Now, look, I told you, I am going to eat what's put in front of me. We had the ham, we had the cheesy potatoes, we had the asparagus, and we had the King's Hawaiian rolls, and we had the cheesecake. I ate all of it. However, I didn't eat as much as I normally have in the past. I think this is key. Because for me... If I like, okay, everybody eats the food and I'm there eating a protein bar or some other asshole sandwich or something like that, I'm eventually going to rebel on myself and then completely go off the deep end. So I ate a little bit of everything. Well, I shouldn't even say a little bit. It was more than a little bit. It just wasn't the ridiculous amount of food that I have been eating and key outside of the small piece of cheesecake I had. I didn't eat any fucking candy. All right. So I feel good about that. Now I know a lot of you like, Jesus Christ, you don't look fat. Trust me. It's my, it's, it, guys, it accumulates on your waist, right on your, uh, where the love handles show up. Women, it accumulates on the hips. Men, they look like an apple. Women look like a pear. All right. So I am, I am, this is day number two of this. Now, do I want to go downstairs and eat everything under the sun? Absolutely. But I got to I gotta uh, fucking think big picture here. Ram says, was it a small piece of cheesecake compared to what you usually eat or compared to what everyone else had? It was about the same size as what everybody else had. And much, much less than what... Okay. Nick said it best last week or yesterday that when it comes to cheesecake, you can't eat a piece of cheesecake that's the size 
of a big fucking piece of pizza. That's the problem. So everything was smaller. And I did fine. I didn't feel, you know, hungry or anything like that. You're not supposed to eat so much that you're in pain. Which is what is a regular thing with me. You're not supposed to eat so much that you can feel everything is just packed with food. That's the goal. I don't know if you've heard about representative-elect George Santos. He's the guy he ran for House of Representatives in the state of New York, district number three. So he was able to win over the constituents in this part of the state of New York and win the House of Representatives seat. He was one of the people that helped make it so that the Republicans uh, took over control of the House. George Santos. Well, it turns out that he lied about who he is. About his education, his work experience, uh, running a charity or some shit. It's like all lies. And then he indicated that he was a Jew. But he's not. Santos elected to Congress on November 8th to represent the Long Island Queens based third district was accused of lying about his family history saying on his campaign website that his mom was Jewish and his grandparents escaped the Nazis during World War II. Santos now says, oh no, I'm Catholic. But claimed that his grandmother told stories about being Jewish and later converting to Catholicism. Okay. He says, I never claimed it to be Jewish, Santos said. I am Catholic because I learned my maternal family had a Jewish background. I actually said I was Jew-ish. Look at this. This fucking asshole. Look at that quote. I never claimed to be Jewish. I said I was Jew-ish. You know, I'm a little Jewy. <laughs> oh my God. I think that can get you in some kind of trouble. But he's got um I think he's okay though because he's gay too. All right. Which is weird because he's a Republican and Republicans have a tendency to be, well, especially today's Republicans, the far right Republicans are bigots and they hate gay people and transgender people. But this guy is a Republican who's gay. So that's kind of weird. I mean, it's kind of weird because the party that you represent, that you are a part of, is known to have people that are involved in that party uh, be openly bigoted toward gay people in horrible ways. And there you are representing that party. 
How? Santos, the first openly gay incumbent Republican elected to the House, also faced accusations that he lied about his sexual orientation, with the Daily Beast reporting last week that he was previously married to a woman until shortly before he launched his unsuccessful 2020 campaign against Democrat Tom Sozzi. soon-to-be lawmaker confirmed to the New York Post on Monday that he was indeed married to a woman for about five years from 2012 until his divorce in 2017, but insisted he is now a happily married gay man. I dated women in the past. I married a woman. It's personal stuff, Santos says, adding that the relationship got a little toxic. I'm very much gay, he says now. Uh, I'm okay with my sexuality. People change. I'm one of those people who change. Well, I don't know if you change. You were probably, probably been gay, probably been bisexual your whole life. I don't, you know. Does that happen where people are like, I'm not gay. And then in the middle of their life, they decide, I think I'm gay. You know, I've said to you many times, I am a little gay. I'm not so gay though, that I want to penis in my mouth though i just look at some man i go wow what a good looking guy is that a little gay of me to say i don't know maybe maybe not it depends on who you are and how you feel i don't think so if it does who cares we must be we i think we're at a point where we're we're we're, we're past we have to be past giving a shit about where people put their ding-dongs you know There's more to the lying, though, with this guy. I haven't even gotten to the good stuff. Uh, Admitting he lied on the campaign trail about his education and work experience. But insisted that the controversy won't deter him from serving out his two-year term in Congress. People want him to step down as George Santos guy. I'm not a criminal. This controversy will not deter me from having good legislative success. I will be effective. I I will be good. Well, you you lied about who you are and what you were doing in order. I mean, that right away sets the table for uh, a horrible tenure. No one's going to trust you if you're a liar, right? I mean, you have to be a trustworthy. You should be a trustworthy person if you're an elected official. Too often they aren't. And I don't think before you've even been sworn in, it's revealed that your resume was a bunch of lies. Santos's professional biography was called into question after the New York Times reported that he misrepresented a number of claims, including where he attended college. Hang on a second. Where he attended college. And his alleged employment history with high-profile Wall Street firms. My sins here are embellishing my resume. I'm sorry, Santos said on Monday. I mean, I guess I can understand him using that terminology. If I was, if I lied about what I about my resume, and I was elected, I think I would probably do the same thing. Say, well, yeah. I, I did, I did embellish things. I'm sorry. That's, that's a good way to try to get out of it. 
I think that if I said, yeah, I lied to everybody, I think I would be in more trouble than if I said, my sins here are embellishing my resume. I'm sorry. So I give him points for trying. Santos confessed he had never worked directly for Goldman Sachs and Citigroup, uh, chalking that lie up to a poor choice of words. Perfect. This is great because he's a politician, which they have a rep, uh, reputation for being liars. He hasn't even been sworn in, and he's already, uh, uh, I'm embellishing my resume. Uh, oh, no, I didn't work for Goldman Sachs and Citigroup. That was a poor choice of words. A 34-year-old now claims instead that a company called Link Bridge, where he worked as the vice president, happened to do business with both of the financial giants. So some company called LinkBridge worked with them. So he says, oh, yeah, I work for Goldman Sachs and Citigroup, you asshole. I will be clear about that. It was stated poorly, Santos said of the lie. At LinkBridge, Santos said he helped make, quote, capital introductions between clients and investors in Goldman Sachs and Citigroups were, and Citigroup were LPS, limited partnerships that his company dealt with. Um, that's not the only lie. He had claimed that he had gotten his degree from Baruch in 2010. Is it Baruch or Baruch? I don't know. I don't know what the fuck that is, but it's supposedly some wealthy college. Oh, yeah, I graduated there. I got a degree. Uh, No. He never graduated from any college. I didn't graduate from any institution of higher learning. I'm embarrassed and sorry for having embellished my resume, he said. I own up to that. We do stupid things in life. So he's kind of, he is admitting it, but I don't know. I think he's going to survive, but it's, it's kind of horrible that you haven't even been sworn in and all of this shit is now being exposed. And I guess, um, you know, I mean, if, if people knew that going in, that you were lying about all this shit leading up to the election. If this was all revealed leading up to the election, you probably wouldn't have won the election because, well, people don't like liars. So this is kind of fucked up. Uh, He was elected November 8th. Uh, Then the whole Jewish thing. And uh, let's see. Anything else? He also acknowledged he was a deadbeat where he didn't pay rent. A judge ordered him to pay more than $12,000 to a landlord who claimed non-payment of several months of rent. And then Santos tried to pass a check that bounced. So none of these are real super big offenses, but I mean, if, if people knew about this shit leading up to the election, they wouldn't have voted for you. On Monday, Santos claimed that at the time of the lawsuit, his family was deep in medical debt from his mother's cancer battle. We were engulfed in debt. We had issues paying rent at the time. It's the vulnerability of being human. I am not embarrassed by it. All right, whatever. 
Santos said his mother died of cancer on December 23rd, 2016. They better look into that one. She's probably like fine. There's nothing wrong with her. She hasn't died. Uh, Asked if he ever paid back the landlord. Santos said, no, I did not. I completely forgot about it. Oh, shit. He also lied when he claimed that he owned 13 different properties, saying he now lives at his sister's house, but is looking to buy a home. (laughs) The guy's a fucking loser. He's padding the resume saying, yeah, I own properties all over the place. I I graduated from this uh, high-end university. This, that, I'm Jewish. Nothing. He was defying on one point, denying an allegation by the Times that he had an unspecified criminal charge filed against him in Brazil. I am not a criminal here, he says, not here or in Brazil or any jurisdiction in the world, Santos said. Absolutely not. That didn't happen. So, you know, you got to do a follow-up question. Say, well, okay, what is this? Do you know anything about this? Is this something being fabricated out of thin air that you fucked up, did something in Brazil? You know, what's going on? He uh, dismissed concerns that his lies will impact his effectiveness in representing New Yorkers in the lower chamber in the new year. I campaign talking about the people's concerns, not my resume, Santos told the Post. Well, again, it's a legitimate discussion to be had that if the voters knew you were a lying, uh, dick-sucking scumbag, you would not have been elected. And the only thing that's not insulting there is the dick sucking part because you have admitted that penises go in your mouth and that's okay. I intend to deliver on the promises I made during the campaign, fighting crime, fighting the lower inflation, improve education. He added saying that the people elected me to fight for them and I'll lie when I'm doing it. Uh, there's more to this talking about his financing. Boy, I wonder how this became exposed, but he, um, when it started, when the story started to circulate, that's when he decided I got to get out in front of it and decided to sit down with the New York times and the New York post and have an interview over this thing. But fucking, Hey, if you're a newly elected member of the house of representatives in a district, you know, uh, you know, so there's so many districts in the United States that these House members, there's a lot of members of, uh, of the House of Representatives. The last thing you want to do when you're a, uh, a uh, first-time member of the House and you haven't even been sworn in is to have a fucking New York Post story about you being a lying fucking cheat. That's not a great way to start your tenure in the House of Representatives. Grease Pirate 69 says kind of shitty on his end. Me and my wife say we're Jew-ish, but that's just because we celebrate Hanukkah and stuff, but we're not super religious. So does that mean you're you're one of the show Jews, Grease Pirate 69? Have I just had information revealed to me that you have entered the uh, realm of Jewish Eric Zancho podcast listeners? 
Oh, that's Cade. Okay, that's right. Okay, I knew that. I forget who's who here on this show. So I thought we had a new one. As of right now, the only ones I know of are Cade through marriage, Sam the Jew converted, uh, and Saul, whose dad's a rabbi. Rabbi Dave. Amy says he's only sorry because he got caught. It's not like he confused. He not like he confessed before the lie was exposed. Yeah, that's the only reason why people apologize because they got caught. You know. And then you try not to do it again. Like I had to apologize to Megan yesterday. She was pissed off at me. It's like I'm sorry. I'll try not to do that again. No promises. Becca Shea, a gay man that is married to a man is a Republican? Wow. Josh writes, I learned from you, Eric Zane, that all women are a little bit lezzy. That's an old quote from the radio show back in the day. Ah, yes, good times. All right. That's the word on George Santos. The Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage invites you to reach out to them if you are a first-time mortgage seeker, a tenth-time mortgage seeker. Perhaps you're uh, buying up rental properties or you want to do a little Airbnb action, whatever it may be. Perhaps you need money out of your home for a refi to pay off a high-interest credit card. Reach out to Mario, 231-332-6505. His team, the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage, excuse me, can help you from any state except South Carolina, Alaska, Maine, and Hawaii. 231-332-6505. NMLS number 3035. Number one in Michigan, the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Reach out today. Mention my name as I ask you to do with all of my sponsors. 231-332-6505. Don't forget about the Kent County Health Department. Now, if uh, the little ones have not been vaccinated for all the big ones, measles, mumps, rubella, pertussis, meningitis, uh, you need to get on this, okay? And you can get your kids vaccinated on all of these for little or no cost if you qualify. Uh, go to the website, accesskent.com slash health. That is the Kent County Health Department. They will uh, get you situated quickly. When you go to accesskent.com slash health, there's a phone number right there. Call it up. Uh, a real live person will help you. God bless Gift of Life, Michigan. If you are within the state of Michigan, the website is G-O-L-M, G-O-L-M dot org. Fill out the form so you can enter the organ donation list in the unlikely event that there is something catastrophic that happens and you go off up to heaven. Your eight organs will save lives, save eight lives, and your tissue and cornea will improve the lives of more than 100 others. If you're outside of the state of Michigan, the website is registerme.org. Registerme.org. 
golm.org within the state registerme.org outside of the state it'll take you like three minutes fill that out please i don't know if you heard the story about uh uh faith hill's nephew first of all i cannot believe i haven't seen faith hill in a while and uh boy um okay faith hill her nephew killed somebody in a dui wreck uh taking a look at faith hill here though she has come a long way from when she did the opening for uh monday night football i think uh I think Father Time's catching up to her. 2010 Faith Hill was one of my favorites. Okay, hang on. Audio check, video clinic. In Philadelphia tonight, first place in the NFC East is at stake as the New York Giants roll into town to face the Eagles on Sunday night football. 2010 Faith Hill. I think the 2010 Faith Hill is hotter than 2022-2023 Carrie Underwood. Oh my God. Did you see that stiletto? Holy shit. Now look, does anybody know what song this is taken from? You can guess in the chat. Okay, this isn't a good one. All right. This is bullshit. Way too much clothes. Faith Hill, Monday. Is it Sunday? It's Sunday night, not Monday night. Ah! All right. I think this is it. That one's not going to work for me. Shit, I hate these sites. Okay, this is the one. Coming up is the final game of the 2009 NFL regular season. And it's an important one as the Bengals beat the Jets on Sunday Night Football. Get out your seats. It's all about now. It's the game of the week. The NFL stars are out and shining bright. It's the Bengals versus Jets and... Carson Palmer, that guy sucked. AFC fight, get ready, it's about to get wild. Sunday night football is now. All right, Sunday night, here we go. Blast on the lights for the ultimate show. Get on your feet, it's about to explode. Hey, Jack. Holy shit, what a babe.
That dress is so short, she needs two haircuts. Too many football players. I need more faith. Yeah, fuck the football. Let's see Faith Hill. Yeah, anyway. She looks like fuck now. What the hell happened? I'm very disappointed. Uh... That one wasn't great, though. I, it, it, I, I'm i still missing it. There's another one where she's nearly nude. Okay. No, that's not going to work. Fuck it. I'm tired of looking for it. Okay. Anyway, back to the reason why I'm talking about Faith Hill. Her nephew... Oh, boy. He's going to be in prison for a long time. He's speaking out from prison. Faith Hill's nephew spoke for the first time since a fatal DUI landing him in prison for 15 years. He's trying to make amends, though. The way he's making amends is a very, I don't know. I don't know if this is going to do anything because I don't know enough about it. So he was shit-faced. He killed somebody while drunk. And now he's he has plans to raise awareness about the dangers of drinking and driving. Now, hold on a second here. Everyone knows about the dangers... Of drinking and driving. And we've been aware of that forever. And people are still driving drunk. I don't think we need to uh, make uh, make it make people more aware. They don't give a shit. Because when they're in a spot where they want to get from point A to point B and they happen to be drunk. They make horrible decisions, so they get behind the wheel. This is going to continue happening. I don't think the problem is no one knows. Okay? I think you being in prison for 15 years, that's great. You can, it's, it's a used as an example. Not only that, the fact that you're related to someone ultra-famous and you're not getting away with it. That's the best lesson right there. You know what you should do? Okay, hold on. Before I get ahead of myself. Uh, His name is Christian White. And uh, he's very remorseful, as he should be. But from behind bars, he is making crypto artwork. He made an NFT, non-fungible token, titled 25 to Life hoping his crypto artwork generates enough uh, cash. I almost said crash. Jesus. 
cash to support his campaign and spiritually make amends for killing Isabel Borges, a 58-year-old Florida grandma, in March 2019. So, uh, hold on here. Support his campaign and spiritually make amends. Is it spiritually make amends or financially make amends? So you're making something from behind bars, which how the fuck can you make anything from behind bars, crypto crypto artwork from behind bars? You shouldn't have access to any tech when you're behind bars. You know, if you're behind bars, you can write a book, you can get prison tattoos, you can get fucked. Uh, You can work in the laundry, you can work in the kitchen, you can make license plates. Uh, you can run numbers, you can do drugs, but I don't think you should be making crypto artwork when you're spending 15 years behind bars. And if you were going to make crypto artwork, it should be, uh, uh, artwork of you doing prison things like all the things, like I just said. Like uh, all of the various prisoners that think you're cute running a train on your asshole for killing that woman. That would be some great crypto. Some great NFT crypto artwork. Here's a, here's a, uh, an NFT of the entire prison population running a train on my asshole. I just want them to know I am deeply sorry. I don't think they want to hear from you. I mean, if some 25-year-old greased Diana when she was crossing the street uh, because uh, some drunk guy hit her, the last person I want to hear from is the guy who killed her. And I I sure as fuck don't want to see any of his crypto artwork. Uh, from the, he said in a uh, phone interview from the Marion work camp in Lowell, Florida, where he thinks about his fatal decision and Borges's family daily. Is there any way he could not look like such an asshole in any of these prison photos? Tilt your head, tilt your chin down a little. Sir Baba Voliver, with your Shawshank reference, says you can keep the books for the warden and get a library built. I don't think donating or raising any money would even help them recover from the loss of a loved one. Okay, well, he's saying the right thing. I think they are still going to have their own coping scenarios, he said in a halting voice. I guess it would just make them look at me differently. Um, it would, boy, how do you know that? I just know this whole situation has definitely humbled me. Um, as the, um, 
as uh let's see uh this dude is the son of faith's biological brother zachary crashed his honda civic head-on into a motorcycle driven by borges when he tried to overtake a minivan in a no passing zone in port st lucie florida she was pronounced dead at the scene white was immediately handcuffed after responding officers noticed an odor of alcoholic beverage coming from his mouth and his blood and his blood red and glassy eyes and his blood red and glassy eyes according to the police report he said i remember passing that car because he was going too fucking slow the police report noted dude had a previous cocaine arrest on his rap sheet eventually pled no contest a dui manslaughter and possession of mdma sentence of 15 years in august of 2021 white admits his famous aunt faith hill worth an estimated 80 million dollars offered to help him during the trial but he refused all right okay that's a good one that's a good thing from you it was one of those situations where i knew there was nothing money couldn't get me out of the situation he sadly said kind of a bummer that she offered it up you know i mean if you're faith hill and your piece of shit nephew killed a woman because he was drunk. I mean, I would say, fuck you. Uh, get the public defender. Like, yeah, if Jim, if Jim or Jackie or Madison greased somebody, I'd be like, I, I can't help you. No, don't ask. I'm not helping. Use the public defender. Uh, money couldn't come out of the situation. Money couldn't get me out of the situation. He said, sadly, I was, I was dead to the wrong. It was one of those things where I was just hoping that admitting guilt would bless me with a decent sentence. And it doesn't always happen like that. Now, if someone could just get me a MacBook pro so I can make my NFT crypto artwork, we'd be fine. Some of that is true. I don't really call people too much and ask for help said about his family. I don't like trying tying people down with the situation that I'm in and feel like it's just a part of me becoming a man on my own. I'm sure the entire situation is hard on them too. Okay. Um, basically just go away. That's all you got to do with the help of a prison pen pal girlfriend in Scotland. White learned how to create the NFT depicting a Cyclops type young man with disheveled hair in various poses. Yeah, that sounds great. There is not too much I can do here. It makes me feel like I'm doing something, though. If this makes me feel like I'm doing something, he said, I got so much time. My mom recently posted a TikTok about me, and it reached upward of 500,000 views. My mom is also trying to raise awareness of me being in a DUI accident, getting all these years in prison, and begging children to be careful. All right. I know that not too many people in my situation are able to deal with it mentally, he added. You know I run into a lot of kids that are in prison for the same situation. They're going through it mentally. That's why it's good to raise awareness. White is expected to be re, uh, released in 2032. Um, yeah, I don't know about the Cyclops thing. Why don't you just do a time-lapse of your face uh, uh, gaining many, many lines from the stress of living in prison? Or just shut the fuck up until you're released in 2032. 
I mean, seriously. Now you're going to raise awareness. Everyone's fully aware. We don't need anyone to raise awareness. Ram says, why is his name not Hill? I don't know. I don't know. Leave it to you, though, to ask the one question that's inconsequential to anything at all about any of what the actual story is. Why do you do that so much? Or should I say, why would it be that we got this guy who's doing a stupid cryptocurrency artwork and we're making fun of that and ripping this guy an asshole and you're like, huh, I know that's interesting, but I think I need to ask this question that no one gives a shit about. How do you do that with no thought of how dumb it looks when you do it? You know, sometimes I might ask a question and I'll be like, ah, ah, you know, that was dumb. I shouldn't have asked that. I I look like an idiot, but not you. No, you ask, Hey, why is his name? Not Hill. That's the real question here. How does that happen? Kyle writes, drinking and driving is bad. Good thing he's letting us know. All right. So that's the, that close. We don't have to worry about this guy for the next, well, for many, many years. 2032. What the fuck is his name? I already forget. Christian White is his name. I cannot get over how how much Faith Hill has aged. I mean, she went from looking like she's 25 to looking like she's 75. Look at that. Oh, no. It's like the bottom dropped out of it. Is she ill? Is there something wrong? She has to be uh, in poor health. Something's going on there. And then I'll feel bad. Maybe. All right. Got a little crypt keeper going on there. Holy shit. Okay. Meanwhile, uh, more famous people in the news. Richard Branson billionaire got together with famous folk like Danny Glover. Remember him from the lethal weapon movies? I think he was in a predator movie too. And John legend. And they said, damn it. Uh, we are sick and tired of poor people being incarcerated and because they don't have anybody to help them. No one can get them out of jail and prepare for a trial. They have to they have to stay in jail. What do you say? All of us rich fucks get together and we create 
the bail project. That way, when an underprivileged, unhoused person is arrested, probably inappropriately or racially motivated or class motivated, we can get them out of jail. They all got together and they said, absolutely. The bail project advocates against the cash bail system nationwide and provides free bail funds for the poor. Well, it's been up and running for some time. But the California chapter for it just went out of business. Actually, they uh, closed it down in December of uh, 2021. What had happened was uh, they bailed out a guy. uh, His name is Rashawn Gaston Anderson. John Legend, Richard Branson, Danny Glover. They go, oh my God, I cannot believe Rashawn got busted. Let's get him out of jail. And they posted a $3,000 bond. He promptly went and uh, and robbed a restaurant and shot a guy 11 times. Oh, no! Now they're being sued. The closure comes after it posted a $3,000 bond for Gaston Anderson. Six days later, Rashawn Gaston Anderson went to Chinatown and shot Chen Yang Wang 11 times. In a plea deal, the 24-year-old was convicted of a attempted robbery and mayhem, both with deadly weapon enhancements. Gaston Anderson was uh, sentenced in December to, or earlier this month to 7 to 18 years behind bars for the shooting. The waiter who was struck by seven rounds in the attack. I thought it said he was shot 11 times. I don't know. At the, uh, at the uh, Shanghai Taste Restaurant is suing these guys. For seeing to it that the guy got released despite his criminal past. He's seeking over $15,000 from each defendant. He's got scars all over his body. He can't move his shoulder over a certain height. I don't know how the bullets missed a vital artery or organ, according to his lawyer. The lawsuit accuses the bail project of failing to take into account Rashawn Gaston Anderson's potential danger to the community, community giving his pending and past cases. So basically, these rich fucks just said, all right, let's get this guy out of there. Let's not even pay attention to what the fuck he's done in the past. Just get him out of there. No big deal. The following year, he was convicted of felony burglary in New York, and in 2021, he was convicted of auto theft in Illinois. Actually, I take that back. Um, What he did before this all happened, grand larceny in Las Vegas, 18 months probation. Following year, felony burglary in New York, 2021, convicted of auto theft in Illinois. Um. In in November 21, he was also arrested for pandering and carrying a concealed weapon. 
reportedly was released without bail and ordered to stay out of trouble. However, arrested again the following day on burglary and theft charges. Despite all of that, the nonprofit posted the bail. Normally, when a bail is posted, a cash bail, it is a family member or a friend who is familiar with the accused. One can say, in a sense, that they are vouching for the person. They are risking their own money. A family member comes forward, a brother, a friend, and if they put up $3,000 and this person doesn't show up or reoffends, they lose their money. In this case, we have an out-of-state national organization with little or no ties to the community who puts up the cash bail. And it doesn't matter if they lose it because they're all filthy fucking rich. They're going around as a bailing agency, bailing people out with little, with no or little due diligence. They're also not registered as a bail agent. This happened in Las Vegas, sorry. (coughs) With Nevada's Division of Insurance is required by state law. Cameron Pipe. Regional director for the bail project called the shooting an absolute tragedy. Uh, I'm sorry. You should change the wording to all our fault. The bail project, myself speaking for the bail project, found it absolutely shocking. You did? Yeah, you found it shocking because you had no idea that this fucking asshole had done all that shit. Um, every single decision that we make at the bail project goes to the exact same th- uh, thorough review. He said, when he asked whether the group noticed any red flags before posting this guy's bond. Yeah, right. The bail project's deputy general counsel, Katie poor, you're going to be poor told the outlet that the group provides free bail assistance and what we call community release. Fuck, don't do that anymore. So they ended up closing down the Las Vegas chapter of it uh, after the lawsuit hit, and this fucking asshole shot this dude. Holy shit. My God, I think we have a strong candidate for asshole of the day. Aram asks... If they spell bail, B-A-I-L or B-A-L-E. uh, Aram wants to know what the Bail Project's Deputy General Counsel, Katie Poor's maiden name is. See how dumb that sounds? Doesn't that, doesn't that sound dumb to you? All right. Thank you for supporting. Asshole of the day, Faith Hill for aging. Come on now. That's ridiculous. Thank you to Blue Frost IT, the managed IT service provider for the Eric Saint Show podcast. If you or your small, if you have a small or medium-sized business in West Michigan, uh, consider reaching out to Blue Frost IT. They will uh, assess your business and give you a complimentary consultation about how you can upgrade your tech. 616-200-8550. 616-200-8550. 
Don't just go and start buying new computers. Uh, you are a business and you got to make sure that you're making sound decisions. You want to buy, you don't want to buy too little, too much or the wrong stuff. It's a complimentary consultation. It's only going to cost you 30 minutes of your time to sit down and talk to Blue Frost IT. Consult them about what to buy for your business. I mean, if you're a print business and you start buying audio cards, it's probably not a good choice. You need to have a conversation with Blue Frost IT, 616-285-50. Sarah Honda Granville, oh my God, S-E-R-R-A. Sarah Honda Granville.com. Stop by and test drive a brand new Honda today. Oh my gosh. Those cars run forever. Good luck finding a uh, certified pre-owned Honda. It's because the people who own them keep them. SarahHondaGranville.com. Test drive a new Honda today. They are on Kenowa, just north of 44th Street. Yesterday on the show, uh, Peter Gosselin's parents were the assholes of the day. From February of 1978, those were the dummies who, when the kid went out to uh, shovel snow for the blizzard of 78, uh, he got stuck in a snowdrift, and then they didn't find him till 20 days later. Hey, where's Peter? I don't know. He's been out shoveling for 20 days. The fuck? Today's asshole of the day. Brought to you by TC Paintball. Congratulations to the Bale Project. For earning asshole of the day honors. Nice job. That is my time on the Eric Zane Show podcast. At 10.30, we have a live edition of Smarter Than a Former Drug Dealer Trivia with our very own Dale taking on a dude named Matt. Aram throws out, or I'm sorry, Bob says, Aram could be the asshole of the day for asking questions no one cares about. I love you, Rob. You give me a jumping off point to pick on you. Sam the Jew gets a nomination from Sam the Jew for ruining the hash brown story. Talk to you down the road. Bye-bye. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.